0: Welcome to The Edge Podcast with Ross and Amy.
1: That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Don't patronise me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Amy, it's been a week. We're we're actually getting more regular.
0: Yep, we're doing well. We're keeping at it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's hope we can continue it.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking you're going away after next week, aren't you?
1: Yeah, but I am here Friday, so yeah. Okay. That could still work.
0: I'm not here Friday. I'm on a jolly, a team jolly. A team jolly? Team jolly. Um, Digital marketing won the title of best team ever at our Christmas vision day. Um, So we're all off on a jolly on Friday. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
1: You wait a long time for
0: that. I know. Well, we've, we've, had, we've had maternity leaves and we've had people not around and stuff. So we're, we're all getting together and we're going to make some cocktails next Friday.
1: Ah, cool. Mm-hmm. Southampton Boat Show is still going. It looks like they sold some flags because there are less flags.
0: Yeah, still a lot though, aren't there?
1: Yeah, it's a big deal.
0: I'm glad because I was, I was, I'm looking at Mayflower Park now and realizing that actually it's all set up for this. And I had been thinking for the last week, maybe I might go on a run around Mayflower (sighs) Park. But obviously I'm glad I didn't because, you know, it's a good excuse to say, well, I was going to go for a run, but the boat shows there. So
1: yeah, there is some paddle boarding up later, isn't there?
0: Yeah, I think there is. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going? No, no, me neither.
1: Otherwise my children will just stay in a playground and not know why they're daddy isn't picking them up
0: you can get them on a paddle board
1: yeah the start of the playground it, it might be a bit <laughs> rough getting to the river but you
0: live near the river don't you yeah 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 just paddle board up the river perfect
1: yeah good good uh so yeah last episode uh got more listens than we've had in a long time it's
0: mad isn't it
1: that is new Uh, our most listened one was uh, the one I did with uh, Michael Parker Chavez about how problems change over time. Mm. Probably a bit clickbaity.
0: You love a bit of clickbait though, don't you? Yeah,
1: I do. I do. (laughs) makes things uh, popular. Cool. Uh, So what is happening? So we've had A bit of a good week. I spoke at Growth Surfing on Thursday morning. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And that was a new group that are trying to solve some of Southampton's problems as a digital place to be. Sounds interesting. It was. The breakfast was plentiful and uh, there was a lot to have. I was still suffering from the big radical event the previous night so uh
0: if anyone follows ross on instagram you'll have seen his amazing stories after I, a couple of red wines i
1: had to delete one of them <laughs> the the one sleeping under the stars was just a bit too much
0: yeah i saw that the next morning and it, yeah it just it seemed like you'd had a good night
1: yeah i don't know why i deleted it because 96 people viewed it so that, did that's, you get any offers that's past the point of no return no no a bit too bold I well, think I've probably had some laughing while crying emojis
0: At least you found your limit now Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah uh, I can't keep up with agency life uh, Yeah What have you been up to this week Amy?
0: been a busy one. We've had, uh, I say that every time. Yeah, That's so bad. Sorry. Boring. Let's, let's yeah. ban that word. <laughs> um, no, it's been a good one. There've been, been some pitching, doing some decks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Had week two of the Content Design Academy, Yep, which was really good. We were looking really in depth. At um, different methods of user research, um, putting together, starting to put together, kind of the journeys and user needs, and also looking at our mental models. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all all good stuff that we we like to do here at Edge anyway. But it's awesome to to kind of learn a bit more about it and be putting it into action a lot more.
1: Yeah, what are the other participants like?
0: They're all good. It's really nice to to meet new friends there. It's good. Um, it's really interesting to see all the different viewpoints as mm-hmm. well of. Um, yeah, where, where different people are coming from for content design as well. So there are quite a few writers. There are quite a few people who are user researchers as well as their as their day job. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really good mix. It's nice. And there's um there's a cat who hangs around there. So the training is at um, Old Paradise Yard, mm. um, which is like an urban farm place um, in Waterloo. And there's a cat who I've been told is called Tony. So. Got Tony the Tony, cat. Tony, yeah. Tony. Yeah, this big black cat, he's really cute. <laughs> he's like a fat version of my black cat.
1: <laughs> right. You have two though, don't you?
0: Yeah, I have one one little panther and one kind of fluffy black and white proper moggy cat. Okay. Yeah.
1: Panther is a visual description rather than a type of
0: She's she's animal. despite being an indoor cat, she's a good hunter. Okay. Yeah. She's um she's a mean little thing when she wants to be.
1: And you took away their Play toys
0: Yeah well No See that sounds bad I had a really big delivery From Amazon a Big old Plant pot thing Delivered And it came in A massive box That was just kind of Kicking around In my flat for a while And my cats kind of Took it over And turned it into a fort mm. um, Yeah I mean They love They love Small boxes to sit in But this big box They loved And um, yeah I took it Took it down to the bins Yesterday And they weren't Very happy with me I
1: see Yeah. Bad mummy
0: Yeah I'm in the bad books
1: Okay Cool. We are going to talk about innovation this week, mm. uh, because it is what everyone's doing nowadays. Oh, apart yeah. Apart from Thomas Cook.
0: <laughs> it's Yeah, it's not, well, it's looking like it's not great news for them. It's, yeah. What, yeah. What's the story?
1: But th- this just came up today, did it?
0: Yeah. So the story is that basically, unless there's, I think, unless they're saved over the weekend, um, yeah, it could be, could be going back. There's a significant risk of no recovery, apparently. So how long did you say they've been going in business? It's 178 years. Um, apparently, they are, yeah, it's facing a 200 million pound black hole. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens there.
1: I, I see here shares have plunged 92% in the past year over ongoing financial troubles.
0: It's scary, isn't it?
1: <sighs> yeah. I mean, that is a company that hasn't either moved with the times or mm. uh, reinvented themselves along the way. So the origin of this episode's topic came from a tweet by Richard Banfield, who is working at Envision on design transformation. And he is also the co-author of Product Leadership and Design Sprint and uh, the other Design Sprint book, uh, mainly for enterprise. And the picture that he took was of a slide and the words on that slide were, the innovation most companies need will not be authorised. And it's a quote from Greg Larkin, who wrote, This Might Get Me Fired, which looks like an amazing book. It's going to be on my Etch Library requests coming soon. And what I liked about it was that I, I've had a few conversations in recent weeks, and uh, i i think it to be true mm. for a long time I've been on this journey and and this this story of hey we can fly into your company we can make innovation happen and it will continue and you will get better and better and i'm not sure that's right
0: mm.
1: because I've found certainly through companies wanting to do this either they have created innovation labs in the past and there's a Harvard Business Review article about it, how they're actually failing, they're closing them up and what innovation has done is uh, it's been siloed. It's said, we've got this lab over here, they're going to do the clever stuff and when they're ready and we've completely de-risked it, we're going to bring that back into the business. Yeah, okay. But that that leap has just been so hard to do That or hasn't been rigorous enough that it just has kind of fallen by the wayside. And uh, there's a report from Capgemini that said up to 90% of innovation labs have failed uh, on on delivering their promise. And the, the three reasons are there's lack of alignment with the business so it's been done separately mm-hmm. hasn't really looked at what the business wants to do it's kind of gone hey let's let's go after this and it hasn't really aligned no metrics to track success and a lack of balance of the team maybe they've all been kind of thinkers and dreamers and and whatever no doers no doers no no one executing and i I think it's fascinating, certainly from our point of view at Etch, where we are a consulting agency, we find that the the methods and the, the way to move innovation and innovation is new ideas or new methods uh, to, to move the business forward. They need to come from outside the business mm. because the business are so focused on business as usual, done it like we've always done it. Uh, often thinking they'll get different rewards but they won't and it you need that outside view because essentially people within a business are being defensive over their roles and their what they're there to do.
0: I suppose it gets to be quite them and us, isn't it? You have somebody who's trying to do the innovating and if you've been in a business for a really long time and like you say, you're so focused on what you're doing and what you need to be doing, it feels like someone's just kind of coming along and throwing everything up in the air for no real reason. Yeah. Um, Just, yeah, kind of ruining all your hard work rather than helping, even though it's, you know, that's a a scary way to look at it. Totally,
1: because People want to keep their jobs mm. w- within companies, and yes, there are a few uh, few businesses that are doing innovation well. Startups don't have the legacy of old thinking, so they mm-hmm. can just start right and keep on going. But th- certainly, the companies that I've either worked in or worked with the 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 way that they do innovation often falls flat on its face, yeah, uh, and we're We're working on programs of work and uh some of the partnerships that we have with our our clients we're getting to a point where we're forcing through that change and they they are being receptive to it, but there's always this feeling it's it's a bit siloed away
0: yeah, I think yeah that's definitely true. One of the kind of challenges that we have is getting that kind of buy in isn't it and the, the horrible word of stakeholders, which is, it just just means people. It's it's people. Yeah. We work with people at businesses and organizations. Totally. But it is making sure that we're kind of involving people in a way that they don't feel worried about what we're doing or there's not that kind of threatening there or, you know, people know why things are happening rather than all these people are just coming in and, and changing things around and, you know, taking all our money and that kind of view of it. Mm. Yeah. It's
1: it's and and it's done in many different ways in many different forms depending on what book a person has read or or yeah. what what someone wants to try. I I know when I worked at Wiggle the the e commerce uh, center, uh, they they were responsive to some of my methods that I was learning through the design sprint. They, okay. They'd say, "We we have a navigation issue. How do we solve this?" And I'd. Uh, bring an activity in, and, and we'd get that alignment, which was probably the, the the biggest challenge there. Many different departments, many different roles, trying to get their say and and get moving. Mm. And I just I, I just love this quote: the 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 fact that no one that there's a want to do innovation, but to get it authorized means that people have to step outside their comfort zone to to think differently and and ultimately a, a culture of learning and innovation is is probably the most difficult thing to move to if if you're not there.
0: Yeah. And I think for a lot of people it can actually just feel like a waste of time as well. If you're you're so used to doing kind of the jobs that you're doing you've probably cultivated to be the things that bring in the money. And then if you're actually changing that around and spending more time on innovation and development and things like that, it can actually feel like it's just a bit of a waste of time, even though it is really investing in the future.
1: Oh, totally, totally. One of the um, greatest pieces of advice I've had here at Etch is that you need to make yourself vulnerable. Yeah. Making yourself vulnerable means that you try new things and you, you execute them and you learn while you're trying those things. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm of the belief that quantity is better than quality because actually over those reps you're going to get to quality. But if you put all your wants and dreams into that first shot, it's gonna fall flat on its face. Yeah. Because you're not having those reps, you're not testing it out. And I I I I find that People within a business, and certainly when I was client side, having that vulnerability is not a strong suit. Okay. The, the meetings that you go in on the Monday morning for the rest of your life is that you have to go in and on demand have all the answers.
0: That sounds so familiar to <laughs> not not here, but yeah, past past lives. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, you walk into the meeting, you sit down, you open your laptop because that is is the tool to help you answer all these questions. There is often no agenda, uh, and if there is, it's not uh, split up by time or you know check boxes to say that we're making progress and mm. all the things that that I certainly do when I'm facilitating a, a workshop. And, yeah, in my view, more meetings need to become workshops because then you actually end up with actions.
0: Or decision-making sessions. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: so the, the the whole structure of that, e- even that meeting and, and that type of meeting, it, it's never questioned because few people are questioning why. Why do we do this? Why do we need to meet? Why are we stuck? Mm. There, There's, there's this... The, the never asking why uh, shows to me that no one's really engaged in the work that they're doing. They're, they've been told to do this project. Uh, they're not really told how to do it. They might have a system, uh, business opportunity case, then moves to you know, business analysts making the, the, the evidence around it and then going to the board to get approved and all that. Uh, but that has been a very set standard that hasn't improved or been reinvented and not considered that wonderful thing called the internet. Yeah. And uh, maybe this is something that Thomas Cook has kind of struggled with, Mm. being, you know, around for so many years, like over 100 years, they probably need to do what Uber are doing now, which is they are completely reinventing what they're doing.
0: Yeah, they've got rid of everyone to start again right yes yeah
1: on purpose because they they need to feel like a startup again to to kind of redefine um their offer and to to disrupt Mm. and um certainly with with travis not being part of it and and this need to evolve and at an ever increasing faster rate then these these somewhat crazy ideas and we'd err on the side of oh all these people are you know losing their jobs is this a failing company it's it's not it's it's a very deliberate move to reinvent themselves and that that takes guts
0: it does and i don't it doesn't also or it feels like for companies that maybe have a lot of heritage or have been around for a really long time like Thomas Cook it doesn't actually even need to be that drastic at all it just needs to be even just small innovations which to maybe to us don't even feel like innovations but just kind of changing internal processes and things like that I mean from a a content kind of strategy and design point of view we've worked with teams where we've started kind of implementing internal champions and things like that to help people think differently sort of about their roles but also how they can own that and help present that better online as mm-hmm. part of their responsibility and it could even be just things like that just small internal changes and giving people a little bit more empowerment to you know have authorization to try something new and and not have the kind of the fear of failing or anything hanging over them
1: oh totally i mean Take take that travel agent example. Mm. If a travel agent had to start up today, what would what would it look like? It may look something like Airbnb. Mm -hmm. It might look like a central digital product that is the center of that experience and that setup of that business is having teams around the customer, whether it's the host or the Guest and doing very rapid work, having very clear objectives and and looking like that, I know in the travel agent market there's an increasing amount of people working from home having kind of bespoke travel agency uh, experience and and finding people their perfect holiday or whatever mm. and that seems to be a growing market. Uh, although that's I I mean it's a rogue way of doing it but having the availability and that ability to use your phone find somewhere and, and go for it that's and and they, they own no assets.
0: Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to say, so we, we're based in Southampton. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a high street that has a fair amount of missing kind of empty shop windows. And yeah. it's not in a great state. But there are still somehow travel agents. But when was the last time that you went into a travel agents?
1: Yeah. Uh, when we were planning our honeymoon, I think.
0: So years ago. Yeah.
1: Over many, many years ago. Uh, the And the, the method that they sell it, and th- this is the thing. So Airbnb would service you. Mm. Travel agents sell to you.
0: And for me, I'd only go in there to get travel money anyway, but mm. now I have Monzo, so now I don't even need to right. do that. So I kind of don't really have a need
1: for it. Or time to walk into yeah. the high street and, and go into the, uh, a travel agent. And the way that they sell them uh, certainly... Uh, the, the years ago that i went in they would pretty much sell you something that they couldn't sell someone else out of season <laughs> sounds great but when you actually go there it's not and i we we had a poor experience I, ever since then we've been airbnb or booking.com and yeah. just kind of crafted our own holiday which actually turns out better because yeah, yeah. we have this thing called the internet and we can use it and kind of buy things individually and then we're 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 getting good value from it but yeah they they walk you through they they have a script and they walk you through a brochure mm-hmm. and they've got these techniques it, it's kind of like when uh someone wants to offer you uh, new windows yeah and they invite themselves into your house they they talk about it they they sell you the benefits and then they give you an offer and then you it's only valid there and then i mean it's 2019 <laughs>
0: yeah
1: kind of bludgeoning someone with sales (laughs) tactics ain't gonna work anymore so uh yeah travel agents fun
0: fun unless you are one (laughs) unless you are one
1: (laughs) yeah so i i yeah they they needed to reinvent themselves certainly
0: so so what do you think do you think innovation can come from inside do you think it can be an internal thing or do you think it needs help or push along the way
1: yeah i don't i don't want to be like of course agency is the only way to go and that's that's we're we're obviously going to champion that i think you need outside thinking and whether that's from reading a book or an article and not asking permission which is kind of what what i like about that tweet and and just going for it uh seems to be the 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 way to to change that that mental model.
0: You need to find that spark somewhere and then just be able to turn that spark into a a big fire of innovation. Totally. That was a terrible metaphor, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's kind of
1: like that Star Wars thing the spark that will light the fire. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, do you think Rey's the Skywalker?
0: Yeah. You came in here this morning humming the Imperial March. (laughs) That's just
1: my normal Friday morning <laughs> yeah. theme. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I, I, I think I think if you can have original thought or or come in with an idea learned from somewhere else and you you go for it rather than seeking permission because you you won't people don't decide on things they don't understand. Mm. They they need to be familiar. Either they need to be educated, or they you need to explain it in a way that they understand. And uh, certainly at Edge, we recognise that when we work with companies, they want to put us through procurement. Yeah, procurement de-risks a new venture and a new supplier, if you will. But you only need to do that on big ticket items. Mm -hmm. So what we try and do, and we like it because it builds momentum, we're only working uh, in short amount kind of bursts, is uh, we're looking to uh, bring our services to market that are uh, much less than that need to say you need to sign off you know, half a million for this. Yeah. Uh, We like short, sharp kind of interjections. And over time, that that builds momentum to to make that change.
0: And it actually works better as well, because it means we can work a lot more kind of iteratively and and change things where things need to be changed. Because you're never going to get everything just there in one one big stab.
1: No, no. Uh, Although the mental model from some are that, yes, (laughs) we've brought in the experts and they're going to tell us what to do. Uh, So... Yeah. I, I, I think, I think yes, uh, innovation won't be authorized. Uh, either innovation is somehow business as usual, which it usually isn't. And I'm talking about the kind of large enterprise legacy, uh, ridden companies that, that do need to change or they go out of business, which they might, you know, find the next few months quite tricky anyway. And yeah, I just really, really love that quote. I thought it was awesome.
0: Awesome.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So good luck everyone at Thomas Cook.
0: Yeah. We're hoping for good news.
1: Yeah. Uh what else is happening? So uh next week for me is quite cray. Yep,
0: yeah, are you you're booked out?
1: I'm I'm everywhere. <laughs> so Tuesday evening next week we're hosting a workshop with Mural. Nice. We 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 like those guys. They're they're awesome. Uh, They are going to share some of the techniques and some of the case studies that they've found using remote facilitation and uh, workshopping, which is awesome. And then Thursday, I'm doing some training with a group and having a deep dive on user testing in the evening. Nice. And then I am on my jolly to uh, Boulder in Colorado.
0: Not jealous, not jealous at all. No,
1: no. How does it look for you? Uh, aside from the marketing, hooray.
0: I'm a bit scared to say it, but my calendar looks all right for next week.
1: Ooh, it's yeah. mad,
0: isn't it? But that's nice. It's nice to have some time to get my head down and do some solid thinking.
1: Get some writing.
0: Get some solid writing. <laughs> yes, I definitely do need to do that.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So... Again, from last episode, we would love to get some reviews.
0: Yes, that would be awesome.
1: I checked the stats. Our most popular platform is uh, the Apple Podcast one. So it would be amazing. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Apple Podcasts then followed by iTunes. Okay. Okay. Uh, But yeah, we've got like a 44% share on Apple Podcasts. So it would be awesome to get reviews. Uh, We only want to do that to kind of play with the algorithm and see if we can bring a new audience to the uh, listenings that we are sharing. Yeah.
0: If you like it, share it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll likely bring this kit to the sprint Conference and see if I can get a few conversations. And... Yeah. Don't Should- get too jolly. No, no. I, it, it's, uh, what do they drink out there? La Croix. <laughs> they drink La Croix, uh, which is just like fizzy flavoured water. It's <laughs> crazy, but so hipster. Cool. Thanks, Amy. Thanks. See you wait, on the Wait, next- wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. What's your word of the week? My word of the week? Yes.
1: Uh, for the meeting I don't go to? Yep. Uh, regret
0: wow (laughs) (laughs) strong word
1: (laughs) yeah i i shouldn't have midweek wine
0: well you've learned from your lesson yeah maybe
1: maybe how about you
0: roller coaster what up and down
1: okay yeah i got excited there but you didn't actually go to a theme park
0: no i did not no um no it's just yeah where there was so much going on it was it was like a week of adrenaline you know and then i just got knackered from from Human factors. Yeah.
1: Well, I am still writing my workshop for the Sprint Conference about burnout. Amazing. Uh, I got some really interesting articles uh, talking about things in the brain and uh, how sleep's important.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Uh, and that kind of thing. So hopefully I'll know how to combat that and we can be like the... What was that Mel Gibson film where he slept for a really long time? That. Okay. forever young oh, there we go okay so we could just be like Mel Gibson
0: I'm gonna recommend you a book as well okay yeah it's called My Year of Rest and Relaxation Ooh. and it's yeah it's like it's about a woman in New York who wants to try and basically sleep for a year to make things better oh wow it's re- it's good it's dark yeah. but it's it's funny and it's 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 good it's a good novel I recommend it I will check it out holiday reading yes yes
1: Cool. See you next
0: time. See you next time.